Hey, what's going on, world? This is Kay Williams for the Politic Inform, Ken Chronicles, HNS420. We got a late show tonight. Me and my buddy, we had a phone conversation earlier, and uh, we had to pretty much uh, bring it to video. So we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about economy and education in the world today. Ronnie, what's going on? What's going on, man? What's going on? Man, what's up, brother? So <laughs> the, the, the conversation that we had earlier, man, you know that you, you, you know we had to uh grace the airways with our opinions, right? How was your day, oh. man? Man, my day was cool, man. I'm saying just came from getting it, you know what I mean? Gotta get the bag, gotta get the get the bag while it's there, you know what I'm saying? So just winding down, you know what I mean? Right. Woo, you know, winding the, down with some of that. Right. Keep the keep the, the hustle afloat. Oh yeah, you gotta keep the hustle and flow, man. Right now is the time to do it. If any time right now, you know, we're in a in a time of day right now where we have never experienced uh the world like this. And it's bad in a lot of ways, but there are some ways to go ahead and capitalize, so you have to do it. No, for sure, for sure. Um you you gotta get it how you live and, and, and make the necessary adjustments where need be. Um yeah, my day was cool, man. Uh, I was trying to get back in the gym, get acclimated to that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. with everything going on, you know, <laughs> the the madness, and I mean, it, it's still a lot of apprehension. Yeah, um, I don't know if I just have a, a quest to take care of myself, or I'm half stupid. So <laughs> I guess it's gonna depend on whether or not, God forbid, I catch that shit, man. But I try to just be as clean as possible. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. Yeah, man, that, that, that's all I can really offer myself. But uh, yeah, talk about the NBA, man. Oh man, first of all, with the NBA, I mean, before I say this, I, I must say this quick story. I love the NBA. We all do, but you know, this is how much I love the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I remember specifically 2002, Lakers versus Spurs. NBA playoffs, Western Conference semifinals, I believe. Lakers up mm -hmm. to every year around this time. Me and my family, we usually we usually go uh, visit my mom's grave site. It's beeping in the background. My phone. Let me turn that. Huh? Turn. Give me one oh, second. My... One second. Oh yeah, no problem. No problem. Okay, I'm back. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, we was on the um uh watching I was watching uh the two thousand one, two thousand two playoff series with the Lakers and Spurs. And uh we always mm -hmm. at my mother's grave site. We were going on this day and I was like I told him I was like, Y'all, I can't miss the game. They was like, So you just gonna stay home? I was like, uh yeah. <laughs> and it was a game, you know, the Lakers it was a tight game. I remember it ended. Um it was a tight, tied up in the fourth quarter. Kobe had the ball, dribbled it off his foot, lost the ball. Derek mm -hmm. picked it up, threw up mm -hmm. some BS, threw up some bullshit. Kobe got the <laughs> left handed and put it uh, in to win the right. game. Lakers went up 3 1. So, this is how much I love the NBA. I mean, that, that was the 04 uh, playoffs. No, this is the 02 playoffs. Lakers played the Spurs like three or four, three or four times 
Okay, I get mixed time. up. That was a lot intertwined in the early 2000s. It was so many times. Yeah, they played him in 2004. Oh, wait, Derek Fisher threw up that left-hander. That was that 04. Was that was 04. Okay, okay. Yeah. So take it back to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. so back in 02, Kobe, you know, finished the game, but he snatched a left-handed rebound over Tim Duncan. Dave Robinson laid it in. Pretty much won the game. Won the game on an offensive rebound put back as a guard. So, you know, I was hyped up, but that's how much I love the NBA. I was willing to go ahead and miss the, going to my mother's grave site. So, you know, um, before I said that to say this, the NBA, starting back up, for several reasons, I'm against the NBA starting back up. You know, one reason, of course, is the whole, you know, pandemic. Um, as, as much as people want to say, uh, you know, they don't believe the coronavirus is real or they don't, whatever it is, you know, there's definitely something out there that's, that's taking people out and that's, that's getting people sick. And whether you want to believe it or not, it's going on. So I don't think that it's that important to start some entertainment. You know, I don't care. These guys are, ain't nobody, you know, these guys aren't hurting for money. Now, who's hurting is the people that, you know, are, do work for the stadiums and for the stores that sell the merchandise. I get all that. Argument? You know, it was an yeah. argument earlier with, with, uh, with Courtney. Yeah. I mean. He he was saying that uh, there's some NBA players that live paycheck to paycheck, and I and I countered it with this: <laughs> if you, if you're if you what's the league minimum? Is it a million? It's uh the 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 lowest paid person is like nine hundred or something thousand. Okay, stay there. So so if 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 a player at the low grade is making nine hundred thousand dollars a year, and you're living paycheck to paycheck, that means that you're probably overspending, right? Of course. <laughs> it make like that makes no sense. Obviously, like however much money you make, obviously you cut that, you cut the cost of living down so that you're able to actually pay your bills and have a savings and have an actual life. So I really right. didn't understand um um like his stance on that, but he's not on here to defend himself though. But I was just saying like transition to like my next point. Um The whole year should have been a wash. Yeah, absolutely. It it wasn't. It 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 it's not advantageous for anybody. And and, and then you know what's crazy too, Ronnie is uh the media the media is funny, man. The the media gives out propaganda and obviously skewed perspectives and optics to draw you in, right? So right. when I read the headline about. Like the NBA and like the whole like the whole bubble effect, right? right? I found it interesting that that um that all the pictures that were up about the food, unless you went into the article, you thought that that was the food <laughs> that was going to be served during the duration of this, you know, revised NBA season. But then when you but then when you go into it you see that they're doing it in steps and obviously down the stretch when they're out of quarantine, their meals are a whole lot more liberate. You know, they can go to restaurants and, uh, and stuff like that. Um, how do you even feel about that? About the food? Yeah. I mean, listen, these dudes, they don't eat just regular type of food, I'm sure. You know what I'm saying? These guys are, are millionaires, multimillionaires, and you can't just serve 
these guys just any type of food. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going to work. They're used to a certain thing. People might say they spoil bread, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call it. But you as a human have the right to like what you like, especially if you can afford it. So if you're going to have these dudes still playing, you cannot just serve them. I, I, I'm with the players. Like, come on. Like, I can't I can't relate to eating super, 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 super big like that. I'm not a multimillionaire. But I can't but imagine. Saying, but they were, but they were saying that. See the food, the food that because because you obviously seen pictures of the food too, right? Yeah. So that had you. So when when you looked at the actual, um, when you looked at the uh, when it came out in the news, you were under the impression that that was going to be the food during the duration. <laughs> yeah. So, so my whole thing is. I mean, you know what, man? Like, I'm kind of okay with it if, if that's just what protocol is. And because when they get to the hotel, food is actually delivered directly to the hotel. And the hotel, they've, they've, um, they've came, um, they're working as a unit, like with the nutritionists in the hotel. Yeah. You know, the team nutritionists in the hotels, they're working with, um, I guess, like, I would call them, like, rollout meals. But I don't know, man. It's just... For the media to even put that out there to have you think that like the food was gonna be a problem, I mean they're playing a vicious game, man. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, like I said, regular cats, you know, you can't re if you can't relate to that type of, it's hard to really compare because you know me, you know how I grew up, nigga, I grew up eating cornflakes for dinner sometimes. You know what what I'm a you know what I mean? Like, yeah. With a fork, though? Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes with a fork, if it wasn't enough spoons, you know, you, shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like that. Hey, Niggas, tortillas, tortillas with butter on them. Hey why, do, hey, why do black people say tortillas? <laughs> Ain't it a tortilla? I mean, I'm scared to say it after you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, we just be fucking up. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, Mike D'Antoni said that uh, because there was skepticism on whether or not he should go because of his age, he said he's gonna be there with a mask. And during the huddle, the players have to stand six feet back so the opposing team is gonna be able to hear him. Of course, shut this, down the season. This is a clown for dog. This is not a season. I'm telling you, I keep it. Whoever wins, I don't care. Whichever one of these superstars end up getting this ring is definitely an asterisk. It's not a normal season. This is not – you should not count this ring for nobody. Was the 99 season – did you have an asterisk behind the 99 season? Hell, yeah, I had the – I'm going to tell what? you. And I don't just – I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. The reason why I do have an asterisk next to that season, and, you know, and this, this is not just me being biased, being a Laker fan. Yeah, about time. Um, no, this this is not about that. I'm this is right, and it, and I hate the Spurs, but I respect Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan's oh. top five all time to me. But um, the Spurs won the championship that year in 1999. Correct. Now that season was the first season that that Kobe uh, got to start, but it was half the season. We all know in 80, 82 games is a lot different from 50 games when it comes to player development and experience. So. Yeah, that year because Kobe was that, third. Okay. Right, Kobe. Yeah, so it was it was his third year, so that was a, a big year for him 
to learn throughout the season. For sure. You know, learn how to play all that stuff throughout the season. You know, he could have used that full 82 games to, you know, to be, be able to – he was becoming, you know, all-star coach. He was becoming that that real – that year that Robin to Shaq that year. You know what okay. I'm saying? He was, turn, he was, he was going to turn into that, but they had a half a season. So the Lakers, of course, were getting whooped on by Utah those previous two years when Kobe was – yeah, and Kobe was a, a bench player. So he finally gets a start. And the Lakers look a little dead. Got rid of Nick Van Exel, and it was Kobe and Fisher in the back. Well, that, Utah, well, that Utah Jazz basketball, they would just pick the pick and roll the hell out of you. Baseline. That, that Utah Jazz team is so under underrated, and they, they just, I mean, it, hard it was, picks though. Dog, hard yeah. picks. Stockton and Malone, you know, they have shooters, Hornacek and Russell in the corner. I mean, it it was it was crazy. Their offense was crazy, but the Lakers were getting smacked. So when they face the Spurs, you know what I'm saying? The Spurs. Even though it was a half a season for them too, I'm saying for Kobe as the Robin as a second leader to that team, I don't think it was fair that he he didn't have a, a full seat because you know how Kobe worked and how hard he worked and how fast he was improving. Who was the, who was the coach then? Was it Dale Harris? It was Dale Harris. And, 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 and no, 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 no. It was Kurt Rampis, I think. Kurt Rampis, because Dale Harris got fired. He wouldn't play Kobe. We need to fact check that. We let me let me fact check that. Give me one second. Let me, let me let me peek that. Okay, and I and I'll go on. Um, Let me see, Lakers. Coach. Regardless of anything, regardless of a short season or not, Kobe Kobe was still new in the league, so to speak. And then coaching alone, the Lakers wouldn't have beat the Lakers wouldn't have beat them. No, 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 no. I'm not saying the Lakers would have definitely beat them because the Spurs were definitely a beast of a team. I mean, they swept them, so I'm not saying it would have it would have made that big of a difference. Right. Dale Harris got fired during the season, so he got fired after being six and six. So it was Kurt Rambis, and he oh let him. God. Okay, yeah, Kurt, sorry, Rambis. So a lot of things played a part into that, into the Lakers, you know, being swept because the very next year, if you see, Tim Duncan got hurt, so they didn't get to get that grudge match. By the way, but by year five, when Kobe became Kobe, when Shaq called him the best player in the world during the playoffs, they swept the Spurs in the and average margin of victory. Huh? But see, okay, so now you, you know what's dope about this. So mm -hmm. now we're gonna have we're gonna have two. The reason why I say this NBA season is gonna count because now we it's gonna be the second time around that we can compare revised season that both have asterisks. So that's content in itself, right? Yeah. But I'm not but, the, but 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 here's the grave difference. It's only 22 teams joining now. All the NBA came back. After the break, so right. it was right, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of different, but but look, at least now we have content. So whereas it's crazy, man. Like whereas I believe shut it down, of course, because health as well. Um, be it that I can't do nothing about it, I just look at it from a, from a different perspective. And now we have we have two revised seasons that have asterisks by them. That we can compare. That's that. That's that's kind of that's that's more content. Right, so. right. Now I agree from from a stand from that standpoint. You know what right. I'm saying? It just it just in the NBA, it's so hard to win a championship, and it seems like, you know what I'm saying? Especially for for less players that don't make as much money, that don't got home gyms, that don't got basketball courts in their house like a LeBron or like a Steph Curry, possibly guys that didn't have that type of access. They were sitting around 
you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can go outside, but you know, it's certain certain things you need for training to keep up with your as for an NBA guy, not just a street guy that's out there balling. They need certain things. So a lot of players didn't have the access that the LeBrons and the Steph Curry's have. So you know, that's advantage them. So I just think it's good content to talk about, but when you look at it, I just can't look at. I just can't take this season serious at all. I'm not even hyped to watch it. It's not worth it. I'm not hyped. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not. I'm not juiced. Like I, I ain't even watching ESPN. I ain't saw none of the practices. I ain't saw nothing. But I get. I, but I. But I guarantee you. I guarantee you, you watch it enough to be able to be educated with it and use it for content. Of so course. Of course. And I love the game. I love the game of basketball. Probably damn near outside of my kids. You know, my family. You know, we, <laughs> I love the game. Hey, if you put basketball in the whole sentence of essentials, I know it's serious. It's serious. I love it. So, you know, of course, I'm going I'm to definitely peep it. But, you know, it's just, can I say, can I take this as a real season? It's going to be hard for me to really take this serious as a real season, man. It's too many moving parts. Right. Um, the plan blackout dates that, you know, you look on social media, and I'm not really sure if, if if they're formalized blackout dates. I don't know if just groups of 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 let let's say quote unquote BLM supporters right are coming together cohesively with you know different coalitions. I mean I, I don't know. It just seems pretty uh all over the place for me. Um, and here's the thing about blackout dates. Uh, it definitely sends a message, but blackout dates can't last forever. How much are we going to pay as an economy? Because we still have to live here. Uh, is, is bringing forward blackout dates necessarily worth it? And if the NBA is opening them back up, blackout dates are definitely going to affect the NBA, don't you think? I mean, it's, it, it can affect blackout dates. It's going to affect black people who work retail. Not even black people, just people who are quote unquote down with the cause. And I put that on quotations. It's gonna it's gonna affect them too, people in retail. So, uh, what you think about it, man? Like, good, bad, and different. Blackout dates. <laughs> blackout dates. It's like to me, a blackout date is like it's like a trend. It's like a trend. Instead of one black, why are we having a blackout date at all? It's like we need to be t changing the conversation to this is how we need to be spending our money all the time. Let's figure out how we can do this. Now, there's, of course, moving parts with that, too. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of black owned stuff lo locally, locally to some people. Like, where do you find a black grocery store so you can buy your food? Where do you find black uh, places to buy? underwear that's made by black people like it's it's a lot of moving parts to this so it, it, it will be a little mission you know as far as uh as far as trying to do it but a blackout date why are we doing this for one day we need to be buying black all the time so we need to figure out how we could buy black all the time and how we can make it easier and maybe maybe help people with resources to buy black we don't just need to have a blackout date that's that's temporary hmm. I thought that I thought that I, you might have a different understanding of what the blackout day was. I thought the blackout day was when people who are against social unrest mm -hmm. 
don't spend money in the economy. So I think right. you have a, I think you have a different understanding. Well, no, no, I, I'm just that's that's what it's boiling down to, though. They're, they want. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, I get what you. Okay, full circle. That's right. the moving parts. Okay, okay. Right. I was kind of lost in translation. Okay. No, okay. no. You know, it's it's definitely it's that's what it boils down to. That's what the purpose of it to teach right. people that we need to buy black. Like we don't need to stop spending money into the economy for so that. You went, well, you went all the way to the gist. Okay. I got yeah. You. you know what I mean. But to play with the economy like that can be unsafe. It could be. Because I mean, guess, as black business owners, I mean, we still have to go. We still have to go to white people for. Financing, right? Right. We don't own any banks, not to my knowledge. Right. Um, I mean, we still have to go to these financial institutions. So I just don't understand. I, I probably wouldn't protest in that fashion. Right. Probably wouldn't. Um, I think it's just, I think it's just a dangerous game. Right. Well, I feel you. I feel you. I mean. Like I said, it's it, man. I just think it takes much more than just a date. Like we right. got to do some better planning than this, man. I, I did. You think it should be multiple days? I think it should be all the time. I think it should be a lifestyle. You feel me? I think it should be a lifestyle to tell you how the truth. Start, okay, I'm asking. How does it start? Do you do, do you do you start out with just not spending money in the economy? Do you do it once a year? You try to do it, you try to do it as much as you possible. Like we need to look up certain things. Of course, certain things you gotta go to the store for, you know, because like there, there's not a lot of black owned just, just locally. Let's say right. there, there's stuff all in LA County, LA. And if you live in the inland empire, are you gonna go to all the way to LA to go grocery shopping? Because right. Buy from the black. So that's a little difficult. You know what I'm saying? But we gotta sit down, everybody gotta talk about how we can certain things we can do every day we can buy black certain things every day or, or in our everyday spending we can do it everything i don't know black owned gas stations so i don't know we're gonna buy you know it's, like i said certain things is not available to us like that but what is available to us and what you know you can buy black buy black even clothes clothing is the most easiest thing people is all in the designer clothing that's cool i'm not knocking nobody who's in the designer clothes but when you think about it, you're paying for a name. A lot of these materials, you think high end, fashion over, people buy celebrities wear that. That that stuff is cheap material. It's the same material I can go buy down the street. You're paying for the name. Right. How do you think those names get popular though? Right. If you know somebody with a black coat clothing line, why don't you support or them? them? Make, make, make them the next Dolce & Gabbana. Make them the next Dolce & Gabbana. It, it's going to be known. But people make don't them, think that way. You know, Ronnie, take it out to uh, blackout dates. I mean, how effective are blackout dates going to be if you announce them? Right. Exactly. The, exactly. the, the economy would just adjust to it. Right. So, so, look, if I'm a business owner, and I know that, and I know that during certain years, People who advocate for social unrest aren't gonna be at my company. I'll just be at my like my establishment. I'll just close down my store as a retailer. I'll just close down my store. Right. If I, if I have to stay open, I'll just go a little bit under manpower and close early so the lights don't stay on more than what I'm paying my employees. So right. it's uh, it, it's a lot of ways that um 
the economy can, you know, be able to adjust to that, man. But uh, yeah, man, it just it's just so loaded. So uh, Mike Pence, vice president, right? Right. He had a coronavirus task force press conference today. So him and the Bush administration, they're proponents for schools reopening, you know, in the fall. Right. You and I, we both have school-age kids. My daughter is transitioning into the seventh grade, and your daughters and your sons are what grade? My son's in, uh, he's in going to sixth grade. Okay. And my, my middle daughter is going to eighth grade, and then my my oldest daughter, she's going to high school, ninth grade. Oh. Okay. Okay, so... We all know, we all know it's about money. I mean, at the end of the day, we all know it's about money. Um, how I feel about the situation, I think the economy should be, should have been shut down for all of 2020. And I think that should have been concretely known from the get go instead of going in increments and thinking that COVID-19 is getting better. And even bigger than that, the whole BLM movement too. Right. So uh, th those were two. We're going we're gonna to call them like big movements, not saying, you know, big movements, one with health, one from the social tier. I mean, that's basically encompassed our whole year. Um, for schools to restart, because at first, don't you remember reading headlines? They said that like children, children couldn't get it. Right. Early on. And then they went to children can get it. And right. I, I just don't understand that. Kids also have compromised immune systems as well, and they might not even know. Right. So those kids going to school and getting sick, obviously, who's going to care for them? Their parents. And then that's taking their parents away from their careers and their job. So that's affecting the economy in itself. Of How you course. feel about reopening? Ooh, I mean, all right. I read with I think Trump is uh I, from he got to be coming from a, a, a financial thing. I mean, obviously, you know, when school is in, school is a big business. You know, it's mm -hmm. a big business. But as a parent, I mean, we definitely need some type of level of schools opening. I mean, even if it's just I don't know if it's public school, maybe they could figure it out to where they could do. I heard rumors of half days or or minimize yeah. classrooms. Stuff like that, I agree with that, but we can't just not have school at all. Now, as far as public school, I think that's the easiest way to spread this virus. I mean, kids aren't as careful careful as adults, first of all. They're not careful like us. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't have take the precautions. Like I, I've heard some of these young people talking. A lot of these young people was not even taking it serious. Mm -hmm. They don't even think the coronavirus is real. Mm -hmm. So and, 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 and look, every public school isn't in an affluent neighborhood either. Right. Oh, the culture of public schools vary. Right, right, right. Exactly. So, you know, I, I don't think I don't think it should open, man, especially, I mean, you got to think about all the money that's going to be lost, even with high school sports. I mean, they want high school sports. They want that revenue. You know, it's $10 to getting them high school names, uh, games now, dog. $10 right. for a high school game. Then you got the it concession. Was like, it was like two fifty when I was in high school. Back in the day, it was like $3. Then you got the concession stamps. You know, all that type of stuff. So it's a money thing for them. But as a parent, I don't think it's safe. It can't be safe. If, if kids hey, you aren't sneak, from coronavirus. You didn't sneak your concessions in? Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Of course. But, 
thugged out. You was thugged out? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I snuck mine in for sure. I snuck yeah. mine in for sure. Where'd you put them though? In my pockets. But what happens if it was a snicker? Where'd you put uh, that? That motherfucker. Where's the, where's the coolest place to uh store a snicker when you're trying to uh, sneak it in? Shit. Come on, man. That motherfucker gonna have to be you smoke that weed. Probably on the side of a nigga draws or something, nigga. You smoke that weed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, now you know where the coolest place to sneak it in? Yeah. You don't. You don't. Exactly. So look, that goes back to what the hell does that mean? I treat a whole like seven up. I never have. I never will. Have you figured that out yet? Let me let me say that out loud. I treat a whole like seven up. I never have. I never will. Wasn't that off the uh, Dog Pound or the Chronic album? That was a Chronic. Okay, now I remember. That was a Chronic. It was definitely what does that the Chronic. Mean? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know what the hell the niggas is talking about. Right. I don't know. They, they, that was a chronic talking because I don't know what the fuck that was. Look, I, I just gave you two cliffhangers. Yeah, I'm like, huh? I don't know. That's that definitely the chronic. I, I had to throw, I had to throw a curveball, you know. But back to the serious man. Like, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, schools reopening, like you said, loss of revenue in sports. Everybody knows schools make money off of lunches, both free and not every kid qualifies for free lunch. Right. And they have vendors, they have vendors that they deal with, so deal with so like it's constant, it's like perpetual revenue. Right. Um just man, if they make it mandatory to go back, I just think it's gonna be all bad, man. And then too, you know, we're still going through coronavirus. We haven't even hit coronavirus in all the seasons. Right. Like when it gets really cold, like we don't know how people's bodies are gonna respond. So I mean, they say that they know, but to go like through a whole season, I mean, we just we just don't know. We don't know, and kids being around, duh, that's that's large crowds, dog. That's large crowds. Yeah. No matter how you try to do the six feet at school, they are not gonna stay six feet apart. They're not gonna be social distancing. It's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Kids being able to. Boyfriends, girlfriends. We got to factor in that. The boyfriends is girlfriend that's sneaking off to the side doing some bullshit under the bleach. You feel me doing that type of hey, stuff? You telling yeah, on yourself, man. You use the I, I ain't do that type of shit, but no, I know. Yes, you did. No, that sounded no, that sound very descriptive. <laughs> Dog, I done, I, done, I, done, I done heard of people doing that type of shit. Trust me. Like, where do you go? I don't even know, like, where you go up under the bleachers at. Like, why do you, like, do you have to, like, look first? Do you have wire cutters? Because, like, they got, like, how do you, like, let, let's talk about that, man. That was a spot, nigga. In the bleachers, under the bleachers in the bathroom. I know I know that some of the homies used to hit something in the bathroom. Like, I ain't, I ain't gonna put nobody on blast, but I know a few chicks yeah, no, in I, the bathroom. And you know what, for the supporters out there, this is a uh, this is a disclaimer. This is a total different Can Chronicle show. We got <laughs> Ronnie here. Uh, what was you smelling earlier, man? Oh man, let me smell it again. Woo! That's called the ball of berries. Ball of berries. Why are you always on some bit? Hey, Dog, I, I gotta smoke this. I gotta, I, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta definitely smoke this, and you are gonna see after. Like I gotta watch. It, no, it's, are you gonna turn tree, a or something? This tree is so good, man. It's after effects. 
Yes, After Effects. Like it's just a completely different feeling. Like dog, it's. You said that baller berries have After Effects. Like no, the the, the highest the high is different, man. It's different. It's a different high, man. The shit is just amazing. Like it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, is, is it one of those highs to where you trying to escape something? It's one of those highs where you just create a create a HNS 420 type of thing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like high nation society. High nation society. You feel Talk me? About the, look, I see the branding in the back. Oh I yeah. Branding, man. Oh yeah. That's yeah. You know, man, I got the got the got the my shirts on the, you know, in the background and everything. We coming out with new merchandise. You move it kind of slow, Ronnie. Huh? You a little distorted there. Let me let, let's branding in the back, man. The logo. Uh, let me see. You know what I'm saying? Woo! Is that a black one too? That's a black one. That's a black that's one. Wait, wait, move it Oh, that's a okay, silver so one. The one, the white one, is an illustration, and then in the middle it has H and S, and it stands for uh, what, what's the moniker? So the business is High Nation Society. What's the moniker? Um, the business is High High Nation Society. Um, as far as the moniker, it kind of changed. I mean, it didn't change, but, but I had to change a few things. What was it called? It'd be, previously? Mm -hmm. the, the first time I, I, I named it, it was, uh, you know, high nigga shit. Okay. So that stemmed from me you know, having a session with my sister, girlfriend mm -hmm. at the time. And you know we were out, and my girl at the time, and you know we we was eating, and 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 we had just smoked. So, you know, at the time she uh she went to the we went to Mimi's cafe, and immediately we went in there. She stopped like a random waitress and was like, "I need some water like now," and we were like, "What are you doing?" And we was like, "Man, that was some high nigga shit." And a light bulb went off in my head like on cartoons. It said ding ding, and I said, "I'm about to turn this into a brand." Hey, what cartoon? Uh, uh, let me, Tom and Jerry, like, ding, like. So you didn't have to have cable. It was like, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying. So, uh, I said I'm gonna turn this into a brand, and how I was thinking of it as, you know, the word nigga. Everybody say it, even non-black people. You know, everybody say it. You know, so I wasn't tripping about the word, and then everyone cusses, and. Everyone loves weed. So, but at the same time, I know how hard it is as a black man, as a black entrepreneur, you know, people gonna look for any small thing to try to dismiss you. So even if it's the word like nigga, like I had somebody jump in my inbox talking about, oh man, is a, uh, you know, a black, a black dude. And he was like, man, you, you need to change that N word because this it makes us look bad and you know, you don't want people looking at us like this and that. I'm like, he was like, nigga. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, nigga, please, nigga, come on now, nigga. You know, what I'm saying I, I was just overemphasizing on them. Like, man, stop. Like, you know, it, nobody says nothing about the music. But it's there's some. Run. Let's be fair, though, right? There's mm -hmm. some. There's some validity to that. You can't really, really. I mean, you really can't compare it to music because music is with. The word nigga sounds a lot different over a beat. I mean, it sounds a whole lot less intrusive. I mean, we, we kind of got to be fair. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not negating, like, how you feel. I'm just saying, like, 
maybe it, it can be looked at from a different perspective, from a from a business model perspective, right? I mean, because, I, I felt it. I felt it from that aspect, definitely. I just disagree because I think it's hypocritical. But I felt it. I felt. I felt it because I know, you know, like you said, on, from from a business model wise, you know, um, that that word is going to turn a lot of higher ups off. But at the same time, you know, I know in today's world, you could do everything independently. So I'm not looking to really. I wasn't at the time. I wasn't looking to to get under anybody higher up. But I think you know, if you're going to sit up here and play a song that says, you know, for and let me think of a song. Jay Z, um, the song with where you go, light nigga, dark nigga, full nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, field nigga, still nigga. Like that song was sending a message, but at the same time, be banging that song. You know, we got nigga in every every song, so it's a little hypocritical. They're expressing themselves, right? Music is expression, art is expression as well. So I'm expressing myself. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm expressing myself. But, but, I isn't that, but isn't that isn't that a little bit isn't them expressing art isn't that a lot different than branding though? It it could be, but I mean, at the same time, it's still a word. It's still a word that's heavily used. It's heavily used. But to read, and, it, but to read it, but but to constantly read it and to hear it in the song, to hear it in the song, it just look. I'm not agreeing with it and being in the song like by any fashions. I mean. But at the same token, it becomes lyrically chanful. When it's, when it's okay. So, so just think about it, right? J mm -hmm. Just think about large advertisements. When you mm -hmm. start getting the Clear Channel billboards, mm -hmm. reading high nigga, reading high nigga shit, or high nigga society, the optics of that, that's never gonna go. That's never gonna go over well. So to kind of compare it to the music, it's kind of like hmm. Well, it, it was it was it was a strategic thing. See, you weren't gonna ever read high nigga shit. So that's why okay. I, the brand is called H and S. So okay. I was gonna my, my plan was to keep people's will spinning. You were you're not gonna know you could you could let uh whatever you think that means, go ahead and say that. I was never gonna write high nigga shit on it, it was always gonna be H and S. And people that fuck with the brand was gonna know, okay, that's that high nigga shit. So you know what I'm saying? My my LLC is actually formed. It's crazy when I formed my LLC. Um, I, I was talking to the to the one of the representatives from the state, and they were like, <laughs> "It's crazy because they white people, and they 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 want me to say that." They like, "What's the name of your business again?" And I was feeling like, like, "Can you just say that for me, please?" Like, they, they, was, they was like, "They was like, can you just see, please say it for me?" Can you? Because I can't oh, say it. because they didn't want to say it. They didn't want to say it. I was like, "I can't say that." Like, can you say it? And I tell them, and they'd be like, "I love it." You know what I'm saying? But they were like. You know what? I don't think the state is going to pass. It's not going to let you register a business like that. So what I had to do was, I had Why to. Why did you try? Huh? Why did you even try? Because was that, was, was that the artsy? Was that the artsy kind of, kind of like go against the grain? Yes, that's exactly what that was. I'm, you know, I'm, not, I'm I've always non-conformative. Like you know yes. what? I'm really going to push this through. Was that that, Ronnie? That was that. That was that. I knew it probably wasn't going to go, and they told me it wasn't. But so we had alternatives to it already. So I gave them alternatives at the same time, and I just had to star out all the word, the letters in the middle of each word. Okay. So on my business card, it says H star uh, asterisk asterisk H. You know, N asterisk 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 A, and then S asterisk asterisk T. You know what okay. I'm saying? So 
I market under higher nation society though. So gotcha. in case, you know that that's more marketable because there's no prejudice or there's no bias with the word. So I dug that, but from a standpoint, I'm me unapologetically. And in the business world, you know, Nipsey showed us how to do it independently as a rapper. You know, there's ways to do this shit. It might take longer, it might be more tough, but I'm always gonna be me. And I'm always gonna represent my brand. Who inspired the brand change or did you have any assistance with the, with um, the brand change, the brand rebirth? I did, I did. I can't take all the credit, you know. Um, you know, shout out to the politic and forum, you know, Kalem. I was sitting okay. there when I first when I first met Kalem. Shout me out and, to Kalem. Me and Tez, shout out to Kalem. Me and Tez, um, we were getting ready to shoot our, our first podcast. And you know, Kalem, he fucked with the name too and everything. And he was we just had a conversation. He like, man, I think it's gonna be hard to market it. I love it, don't get me wrong, but you know, I think it's gonna be hard to 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 market that. So okay. you know what I'm saying? Um, he said, just come up with, with something to market. You don't gotta change the name, your brand, but come up with something to market under. So I did that. We did that. So Tez came up with the Tez came up with the either the nation or the society, one of them. I think he he came up with the nation, and then I added the society. And right there we did it. We said high nation society, and we all like. That hey, we gotta go smoke to this. This is it. This is it. All of us agree. So that's how we came up with it. That's interesting. Oh, look at the comment. Let, let's let's address this comment. Shout out to Matt. Matt, that's my boy from high school. Bro, mm -hmm. when I bought my H and S hoodies and rocked them out here in Tacoma, I had heads turning. So I had to do that, Ken. My bad on 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 intruding with that, but I had to do that. Um, that's not, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to try to say, you know, I'm, I'm running things now. I just had to show that. Who because do you think I am, man? He, <laughs> he was one of the first ones to buy, you know, when I launched my website. Matt. Shout out to Matt. He always supports. He bought him and his wife hoodies. You know what I'm saying? He watches all the podcasts. He always reposts. And shout out to Matt, man. He loyal. He, he was the first, one of the first person people to buy. And you know, so he, he he lives in Tacoma. He said he got heads turning. And then shout out to Matt, man. Good looking on that, man. Right on. Um, it's been a beautiful show, man. You know, yeah. we you know we, we we always do the sit downs, man. Um, yeah. Any um any other special shout outs you got? Because I got I got a long list. And uh, oh yeah, always man. shout out. Man, it's, it's it's beautiful. Shout out to the Politic Inform. You know, all the part, all of our partners. Shout out to, you know, everybody that's being down. You know what I mean. Shout out to the Ken Chronicles podcast, which we on right now. H and S four twenty. Shout out to my co-host Tess. Got to get him back in the lab. You know what I'm saying. Shout out to Rob. You know, shout out to the to everybody that's been been rocking with us and supporting, man. Um. First, I like to appreciate you coming through in the clutch. Oh, like yes, I, and like I always say, man, um, <laughs> out of five game winners, <laughs> I can depend on you to make three. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll make the first game winner. You'll miss the second one. <laughs> You'll make the third, 
you miss the fourth. And the fifth, I have to just go out on faith. <laughs> but tonight, you score, brother. Oh, man, good looking out, man. You know, clutch. Serious, though, man, like, you know, just the loyalty, you know, how we come from working together. We've always been transparent. And I always tell the story, man. I knew you was a real dude, man. When um, when we walked up to each other, man, you looked sleepy and I looked sleepy and we introduced ourselves. He was like, man, I, shit, man, I can't wait till I get off. And I'm like, you do know we have to go to orientation, probably have lunch, meet people. <laughs> and you worried about getting off. I said, you know what I mean? Me and him, uh, and then after getting to know you, I knew that we had future plans together as entrepreneurship. Um, I was going to say entrepreneurship. <laughs> Yeah, man, you bring out the ghetto in me. Shout out to Ed. Um, shout out to Tez. What's up with him, man? Everything good with him? I love yeah, his yeah, everything good. He's gonna be back on. He's gonna be back on for sure. Everything good. For sure. Shout out to everybody over there at Willow Jackson Music, Pescado, Jordan Iverson, J.R. King. Uh shout out to Robbie. Um shout out to Coco Kennedy, she had an album just recently dropped, Co-Town, The Experience by Coco Kennedy. It's a dope classic film, man. Um, her, her music is, is, is very convincing. It's just an all-around dope vibe. Give you an old 60s and 70s feel. Uh, kind of like when you sit on the stool and just like let the vocals just carry the night. Beautiful yeah. voice. Shout out to Lucky. Lucky, um, Dropped a single recently called Untitled. That's available on all uh, platforms. Um, he has an album out called Heavy Heart. Uh, Rule Gal is a smash 24-7 with Zaire. Um, that's also a notable mention. Uh, shout out to Zaire. Uh, they work together. Uh, his album, Underrated and Overdue. Um, he has a single out, I Know. The visual is out now. Uh, he's super dope. He's super talented. Um Lucky also has a visual out and crazy. Um, their interview is um, coming out. Their live interview is coming out uh, pretty soon. We're going to premiere it on the Roku channel. But just shout out to those cats. Shout out to Kenai. Kenai has a visual that drops tomorrow is the ninth, right? Or tonight's tonight. I'm losing track of time. Uh, Never Leave LA. Super duper duper dope. He also has uh, two other singles. Addicted featuring Ernest King and Can't Stand Niggas. It's ironic. We just start talking about niggas, right? And how he <laughs> But I'm just saying, though, I'm, I might, yeah, I might have skewed vision with that. I got to revisit that. But shout out to Kenon. Shout out to Davion Canada, DMAC, over Dungeon Music. Um, they work together. That's his artist. Um, shout out to everybody over there, man. And, um, it's this guy in the Bay name. I mean, his name is Chow Main. And <laughs> his name, but he's super duper duper talented, though, man. Gotta and be he, and like he has that. an album that's gonna drop um early September. And I'm 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 looking forward to that. Uh I'll have a title for you uh next time. Uh nobody I miss, man. I got all of my shout-outs, and you know, last but not least. The CEO, Mr. Politic, and himself, Kalen Bonds. Thank you for the support system, man, and uh, just making all this possible. Um, giving us all our individual brands and 
in our individual freedom and, and really explaining and living by a true business model. Yes, sir. You know, even even for the novice people who who come in, you know, he's very informative and he's extremely well versed. And for that brother, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't respect that anymore, man. And thank you. I appreciate that. So once again, thank you, Ronnie. H and S420. Shout out to Tez. Yes, and sir. this is Kay Williams for the Politic Inform. Can Chronicles, H and S420, and I'm out. Peace. Thanks.